0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Shine Sparkers Podcast, Episode 7. I'm Amanda Van Heil, I'll be your host today. I am joined by Darren, our creative director, and Roy, our deputy creative director. And we also have a very special guest today, Orpheon. Why don't you introduce yourself and let us know what all you do?
1: Hey guys, Albert from BioRFion here, and I'm just some YouTuber who likes to make videos on Metroid and stuff, and occasionally Xenoblade, but mostly Metroid. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. I'm, I didn't come flat for that part. <laughs> just some, just some other Metroid fan who likes to make videos online.
2: You make excellent videos. It's great to have well, you. Thank, here. thank you for joining some... us.
1: No, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: So, what made you start creating Metroid content?
1: Uh, well, it's it's kind of a funny story because it all it, when I was in college studying for film and animation, uh, my everybody in on campus basically knew me as the Metroid guy. So let that be a statement of how crazy I am for the series. Uh, but mostly came. Not only because I obsessively, compulsively talked about Metroid and had, like, Metroid shirts and brought a Samus figure to my workstation. But mostly because I also hit Samus in pretty much any project that was that we had for class. So my my animation assignments, I, I did, like, a uh, little walk animation with Samus and run cycles for rigging. I tried to make a Ridley rig. And all these other stuff or basically metric videos that I had planned. Because by the time I was in college, it was sort of the point where gaming YouTubers were starting to take off. Or at least some of the popular ones that we really know today. And I was kind of inspired by it. And I was the one who basically knew the best when it came to editing and animation and voicing from my group of friends. And they all kept pestering or insisting. Hey Albert, why, why not you make a Metroid YouTubes? do one of those? And I was and I was like, Lacy, I was like, Nah, I need all this stuff. And then my friends kept pestering me in the positive way. So we went out and got a capture card, uh, a used capture card, so I could record the metric footage because I said, I'm not going to do this by myself with like trying to get random people's footage and all stuff. I wasn't really okay with that at the moment. And especially today. So I just went uh get a capture card. One of my friends actually bought a GameCube player so I could record the Game Boy Advance games. And I simply spent sort of the last (laughs) the last couple of months of the master's degree recording metroid footage so I could have like this backlog that I use nowadays for the videos and you know coming up. It was basically all that time I was spending in pre-production. But the main reason I really wanted to do the channel was because I wanted to give Metroid some more to serve exposure. I saw a lot of popular YouTubers going on about Pokemon and Zelda and, uh, you know, Halo or, or or Fallout and all these other video game series. And nobody really was making Metroid content, at least that I knew of at the time. And so I said, why not? Because I wanted other people to sort of come into the series and become fans of the franchise and have like this platform where they can ask questions and and get information regarding the series not necessarily like oh here's the, the who who is this one character or another but more like fun facts and trivia they might not know or maybe some history about the games that might go over people's head and eventually it all kept spiraling to the point that I decided to make the channel and I took all that time to the pre-production because I just wanted people to appreciate the series because it was during that Metroid drought before Samus returns. And I was sort of hoping that hope didn't seem lost for the series. And fortunately it wasn't. And at the same time, I also wanted to create like some content that other fellow Metroid players who already knew about the game I uh, could find enjoyment in, and, and that's how I have adapted it into these sort of animation or joke-style videos. Uh, and I know they also enjoy the trivia and knowledge videos, even if they know the subject, just simply because you never know when you learn something new. Actually, the name Orpheon uh, the, <laughs> came up to me because we... my When I say we, I mean Kathwini uh, and Hellgap, which you can find on my Discord and stuff. Um are the main people who helped me behind the scenes with the channel, uh, besides my brother, who voices Crockelmeier. And we were having this throw-up sheet about different name ideas because I wanted something that sounded Metroid-y, but at the same time, not too Metroid. So, like, I didn't want to call myself Zebes or Sames or Metroid, whatever. So, we were... You mean
0: you don't want to be like Metroid Man? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't
1: <laughs> mind being the Metroid Man, but I just wanted to come up with a name that if in the future I wanted to expand, I could just use that name universally. So it's like, I don't know, a, a branding, I guess. And we, yeah. I,
2: So something that's subtle yeah. uh, that Metroid fans would know, but But not. also
0: thinking ahead.
1: Exactly. So essentially, I was... Uh, I was juggling ideas like Justin Bailey or Narpa Sword or stuff like that, and then eventually I sat down and replayed Metroid Prime 1 for like the 10th time a year, as I do traditionally. And well, you know it, the first stage is Fragment Orpheon. Metroid Prime was the first Metroid game I got to own, so it was like the introduction to me into Metroid. It's also a tutorial stage that I love, and I went to my friends and was like, Hey, what about this Orpheon thing? It's in Smash, and like we kind of liked the ring of it, and that's how that's that's basically how we came up with a name because I felt it really well encompassed not only the Metroid series as a whole, but that sort of aspect about being also a introductory place for newcomers who want like to get that. into that's the series.
2: Good. So that's that's really nice background there. I like that. I didn't know yeah. that. And I wouldn't have thought of that until you explained <laughs> it, but it makes complete sense now that I've heard yeah. it yeah.
3: What I really like about the videos is that they take um, some information that's like available on you know the major Metroid fan sites like uh, yeah like or the Metroid database and kind of makes it more accessible for some people. Um, and there are some facts there that I didn't even think of um in your echoes analysis video you had mentioned that uh the sentinel of the sanctuary temple kind of looks like his soul is coming out of his body and that was brilliant i'd never even thought of that before well yeah like
1: part when i do the scripts i really try and do as much research as as i can I, i do miss a couple things here and there uh like in my Samus power ups, I did forget a couple of the power ups that were a little bit more obscure and stuff. But I essentially, you know, I do my research, I go by various wiki sites and, and fan sites, as you mentioned, to get my information. But some of it like that are just silly things I've been noticing since I was like twelve, and I'm not and I wasn't quite sure if I was the only one, so I just throw them into the video. Um, and stuff like that, because I want to make the information that you can find in all these other websites digestible, but without copying, you know, one-to-one what they essentially entail, because I want to make it easier for a script format to be digestible.
0: So, question. Yeah. Um, one of the recurring characters in your video is Krockemeyer, who is just such a lovable goof. Who doesn't love (laughs) Krockemeyer. So, how did you come up with him?
1: Um... Well, okay, I, I I guess it's worth saying I did not come up with Krokelmeier because I was Sakamoto and his team.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I know what
1: you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, was just, I was just teasing. For, I mean, why talk about Krokelmeier when you can have me fan uh, No, but in, in seriousness... <laughs> I love, um, love Fantoon. so I think Fantoons <laughs> great. great so. Fantoon has fans, everybody just keeps asking for Krokelmeier but nobody asks for Fantoon. Fantoons, <laughs> Fantoons <laughs> I'm going to ask about
0: you it. in a little bit then <laughs> just for that
1: okay. so basically the story behind um was that when I started the channel, uh, ironically I posted, or unironically I posted my first video on Metroid's 30th anniversary so I can I can have that with those bragging rights, I guess. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was having brainstorms about, okay, what do I want to do next, or do I want to go with a channel, and I was obviously a little bit overwhelmed, because I was starting to get some little bit of traction. Not not too crazy, not, not nothing, but I started seeing that after posting some of the videos online without really sharing them, uh, some people... Uh, stumble upon them, I guess, because, you know, it was Metroid's 30th anniversary and there was not much in terms of the official uh, things coming out. And so I started to brainstorm for future ideas uh, to see what else I could do. And some of the ideas that I still want to do to this day was like some animated uh, segments. Uh, primarily was one where it was Ridley and his crew... Uh, and sort of the behind the scenes of the space pirates during the events of the metric games so and what they were doing kind of paint Ridley in a sort of, uh, a leader who is, uh, sort of incompetent and he's silly and goofy, but people take him seriously because when he's angry, he's really vile and sinister. Um, and you know, you got Craig, who was your lazy guy, Fantoon, who was the nerd. And then, um... Uh, we my brother came up with crockermeyer just being the silly, silly goofball who is always you know positive and happy and he can never be sad he could he probably physically cannot be sad or, or angry or anything he's always happy um and we kind of had that in the back burner for a bit until we made the the who is ritley video where i first tried out the animatic segments and kind of played with the idea of the space pirates. So, you know, it was really great. And then we threw in Crockelmeier because it was a silly goof. Uh, but the idea of Crockelmeier's personality and character as a whole came out from another miniseries I had thought about, like, a Metroid psychologist where a Metroid character would visit a recurring psychologist and talk about their issues and their problems and stuff. And we had, like, these funny ideas where Adam objected to everything that the psychologist said and... Uh, an episode where the psychologist does like a self-reflection because it's Samus's his, his or her patient on that episode, and she refuses to speak at all. Um, and it's just the psychologist going on crazy by himself, and others with Fantoon trying to cope with the fact that his eyeballs in his mouth. <laughs> and for the longest time, uh, the psychologist was just basically some Chekhov because uh, we didn't. I didn't want to draw too much attention into the psychologist as much as the story that a particular character would have. So I said, okay, just some random Metroid enemy. Uh let's have a She Goth because I'd be f i would be thought it'd be funny that the She is writing stuff with its mouth or something along the lines. <laughs> that is an lines. interesting
2: thought, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah, love the idea. It, it, so you went for like, like-, like a like and like an like a not a very important character, but you made uh, you made it sort of like a background character, but it was it was still in the foreground and still communicating with these other characters. Exactly. I, I yeah.
1: Pretty, pretty uh, fun. And then when we were coming up with more scripts, my brother said, hey, why why not Krokelmeier? He's just happy and a lovable goof and all that stuff. And then we basically uh, did a little bit of a character sheet for Krokelmeier so, so we both knew uh, sort of his personality so we could stay in character when we write the scripts and stuff. And we basically made that video of who is Ridley and we applied the ideas that we have from both series into one. Um, and it turned out to be quite a success. I got a lot of positive feedback from people who watched the video and that was, you know, that was very comforting and really motivated us to continue exploring more of the world of Krokelmeier. And so later on, when we had our first year anniversary, I told my brother, hey, why not if Krokelmeier just, you know, takes over the channel, makes one silly video with stupid Metroid prime 4 rumors and stuff like that trying to uh, go off the train or people trying to clickbait anything possible about metric prime 4 since it was recently announced and people when they stumble upon it some of them thought it was real and they got angry <laughs> that it was <laughs> that it wasn't actual information but it was just croquemire doing goofs to the point that i had to change the thumbnail to avoid all these <laughs> negative comments um, but at the same time, people who fell for it really enjoyed the idea, and, and that's sort of how Krokelmeier slowly took off. We really wanted just a silly, lovable goof of a character, and we thought Krokelmeier is is like the Orpheon, is well-known enough for Metroid fans, but still relatively obscure like, we can make this silly character and nobody would be complaining that it's not, oh, it's not Ridley, he's going to be menacing and angry all, and angsty all the time. So with Croquemire, we felt like we could do pretty much anything. His design is already goofy, his boss fight is already kind of goofy, so we thought the goofy personality would just add. And the thing I love about writing the Krockemeyer scripts and working on them is that, uh, difference from or pretty much every other Orpheon video, I co-write these with my brother because he's actually, you know, he's he, he's the voice and stuff. Uh, so a lot of the funny jokes and ideas like the BSL station and the Halloween video were or, or just him going off script on on the spot and me trying hard enough not to laugh at, at hearing, you know, and imagining Krockemeyer saying this stuff. So it's a lot of fun for me to make these videos because they're a uh, different... Uh, tone or, or change of pace for what I do from what I normally do and at the same time it allows for some creative collaboration with my brother and I, I just end up having a lot of fun making these videos because they they tend to be a little bit different and they force me to kind of think a little bit more outside the box when it comes to post-production and it also lends me to hide a lot of easter eggs which I already do in my normal videos but I kind of crank it to the max with the Krukelmeier ones. <laughs> It's nice that you've also got
2: that relationship with your brother there, where you can work on something fun together, and I think that's yeah. quite special as well. Yeah,
1: we we're mm. we're really we're, we're really close and stuff, and uh, he he's been the one who supported the channel since the beginning and stuff like that. So I think a lot that's of great. what the channel is today wouldn't not be a thing if it weren't for his feedback that I got in the beginning and some of my friends uh, like Victoria in in later in in college when I was making the first couple videos. Uh, so I, I really owe him to you know I really owe it to a lot of people but these two in particular because they helped me with the actual feedback of the structure of the videos early on in 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 the career if you want to call it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and something like this, it it's never like a one person yeah. thing. It's Even always it, like it, it's always supported exactly. by other people. Even if you're and, doing uh, this yeah.
1: by yourself, you always got some backup crew helping you out. Yeah, definitely.
0: Now you had mentioned, you Uh know, people commenting, saying, getting angry about, about (laughs) Krokmire and all that. Um, So engagement is important for sustainability of any content creator. Based on your experience, though, what are some good ways for a creator to attract and retain their audience as well well as like maintain their own brand and who they are, as opposed to just the audience telling you, this is what I want, you better do it.
1: Well, like, first of all, take the comments you get your way as a double-edged sword. Always uh, engage with your audience in the comments. I feel that, if, especially when you're starting out and you get, like, one or two comments that you can reply, do take the time and reply to them and and try to keep a conversation going of sorts with the person and, 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 and just, you know, put yourself in their position because sometimes a lot of the criticism you might get your way is is sort of in asking to construct a constructive criticism i sure they get a lot of that in the beginning and if anything i appreciate it because i knew in a way it, it was people out there who wanted me to get better or pointing out some flaws that other people probably wouldn't have pointed out so definitely engaging with your audience is something that's very important and um i'm not saying that because you're big you shouldn't do the same it's just that i can sort of understand that when you want to when i think on a channel that might be bigger than mine or stuff and the amount of comments they get it's hard to <laughs> reply to them all it's because it's something i was doing and i still do to this day is that i post a video i give it a day or two so people can watch it and then i will jump into the comments and uh you know continue the conversation with uh with viewers in there and appreciate and always you know always be positive thank them for watching uh politely ask them to consider sharing your channel and stuff never really impose it onto the people because a lot of you know a lot of youtubers do that nowadays and it can get annoying but just you know just don't straight up say like comment and subscribe just I, I was always in the mentality that if your video is good enough and your audience likes it, they're, they're just going to do that automatically. Yeah. Um. And other tips I can do when it comes to branding, try to make your own image. Um, for instance, in my case, uh, branding in the beginning was a little bit tough before my friend Momo came in and helped me make the chibi characters, which I use as branding now. So if... If you're not, as say, hiding your face as much as I do, <laughs> obviously you can use your face and some of your stuff as your branding. But your branding can really come from anything be it a joke you did on a certain video or an internet or a recurring meme or recurring track. So when you think about branding, you just want to think about an image that when people think about it, they associate it with you. In my case, you know, I came up with Crockelmeier, the Burt Magic joke, the just in time running gag and stuff like that to the point that people I find people doing that online. And to me, it's, you know, it's an honor when I see people just using those jokes and stuff like that. But definitely the engagement, uh, find other social media outlets like Twitter, Instagram, Amino, Discord to keep on engaging with your audience. and when you make your, and, and, but probably the most important thing is that when you make a video, have some one or two aspects in them that allows your audience to engage with you in the comments, be it an open question or a fun fact or trivia, or in in the case of what I do, some, maybe some controversial jokes in, in the animated segments, not like political controversial, but more like dark Samus is not a she it's an it's and stuff like that. Um, and so that way you, you got to really put yourself in the shoes of your audience and kind of get an idea of who they are and what they might like. And that way you can really put it onto paper because sadly there is no one or two ways that, you know, there's no guy that you can do this, but definitely the more you start experimenting with social media and getting to know who your audience is, and understand who they are and they it makes it easier for them to also understand who you are and your sense of humor which will just close that gap and make your sort of branding and interaction a lot more relatable and a lot more uh close to between content creator and audience and i feel that's definitely key into the point of engaging especially when you're starting out a channel. Um, and just do your own thing. Uh, don't don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. And especially if you need help or you need feedback, uh, reach out to other people who are making videos, be it on your social circle or online or some other Discord groups and stuff. And don't be afraid of people coming over and sort of looking at and critiquing your work and stuff because you can grow from that. And in the end, some of my best friends that I have nowadays in Discord were Just people who commented on my video with some thoughts or ideas they had for future videos. And we just kept the conversation going to the point that we're, you know, we're best buddies now. So you never know where that might, from where that might strike.
3: So uh, in some of your videos, you've talked about your desire to see a new third person Metroid in the style of Other M with better controls. So... Um, I was curious, what sort of gameplay elements do you think such a game should introduce? Um, 2D Metroid has had its uh, various new features with every installment, and 3D Metroid has introduced uh, the logbook, a dark world, and hyper mode, so uh, what do you think uh, third-person Metroid should add to the franchise?
1: Well, first of all, how dare I for thinking Other M2 should happen? Second of all,
3: (laughs) um, well, it doesn't have to have the story. I know, I know. I know. It's not the
1: story, it's just the gameplay. uh, Because I really feel that uh, Other M had some untapped potential in its gameplay and it was just held back by the controls. One of the ideas I was thinking over the past couple of years since I made that video is. If it's more combat-oriented, like, say, something Devil May Cry or, or Bayonetta, which they kind of were trying to do with other AM's combat style, and I don't really mind it, it's basically having the ability of combining your power-ups to, fun diff- to create fun different results. Like, if you, you know, speed-boost into... If you boost-balled into a speed-boost into a shine-spark, and out of the shine-spark, you use a... Because you're still like in the morph ball state or anything, you can use a power bomb, and use those combinations and tools together to also solve environmental puzzles. So there might be a specific, you know, ledge that you can only reach if you use a particular set of items together, and stuff like that. In a way, I'm kind of sad because a lot of the ideas I came up with ultimately were implemented in Samus Returns, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, because I really like that game. But I was thinking about something like the the, the face drift or the uh, the plasma shield to aid you in combat to uh since it's it was it was since other M is a more combat oriented game, something like that to help you focus into combat, but it's a manageable resource and using more puzzles that used to grapple beam, because I always thought that was like an untapped potential. That that nobody really took opportunity from until Samus returns about making grapple beam puzzles besides, you know, Metroid Prime 3 rip off that panel again and again and again and again. Um, So if anything, I think a cool gimmick that it still feels Metroid-y without going too far off the edge might just be combining your different power-ups into like... Uh, into like a specific sequence that you can use to solve certain puzzles. So it's not so much longer about I don't have this particular item to get through this area, but maybe I don't have this particular combination of items to acquire that specific energy tank or missile expansion that's out of the way. Um, And I feel that by changing the controller and camera angles, we might be able to do something better like that i'm i'm no game i'm no pro game developer uh but i think uh, that might be like a fun twist on the series about just combining your power-ups super metric kind of did it but i would like to see it taking one or two steps forward if you may uh
2: one of my favorite videos from you was the chozo memories Uh, video that you did and uh how you created a a more serious video compared to your fun and and maybe more silly content yeah Uh, i mean not in the best in the best of ways (laughs) yeah um do do you prefer to create fun and entertaining content or serious and informative content you
1: know i really i really don't have a preference to be quite honest because i feel the fact that i can go I, i that i've been going from one to the other Uh, has sort of allowed me to experiment and express different ideas in different formats. Uh, And each one of them comes with their own pros and cons that I ultimately enjoy. For a serious video, it's a little bit easier in the sense that you don't have to write in any silly jokes or anything. And you just have to keep the serious tone as long as you can. Or start it funny and then keep it serious at the end as a sort of turning point um, and stuff like that. And I -hmm. enjoy those videos because I feel they reflect a little bit more of the Metroids true nature about being more serious and dark than your traditional Nintendo series um, and stuff. But I, at the same time, I love doing, like I mentioned the silly videos with Croquemire because uh, it allows for more visual creativity with what I can create and stuff. So I really don't have a preference it really, I think it really boils down to what mood I am and what videos did I did previously. Because if I did like two serious videos and I want to change it up with a funny video, and then I do two funny videos, and then I want to change it up with a series videos. So ultimately, I think the best answer you can give is a it's a combination of both, sort of like I did with the recent Who is Dark Samus video and such, where it's still. Uh, a serious tone video about giving information and trying to sell Dark Samus as a real threat and stuff, but n- not limiting myself to making a silly animated video where I, you know, poke fun at Dark Sam is doing nothing in Metroid Prime 3 <laughs> and that being sort of a big disappointment to me. Uh, yeah, I really, I, with that said, I really do want to go back and make a serious video like I did for the Chosen Memories, and I have a couple ideas. On the head because I haven't done, I feel like I haven't done something that serious in a while, and I think it might be a nice change of pace for once.
2: Yeah,
3: I look forward to seeing it. So Metroid has a lot of very popular villains. Who do you think uh, is the worst in the series?
1: Fantoon. I'm kidding, (laughs) I'm also kidding. Uh, Spoilers. Spoiler alert Samus and Federation Force. (laughs) <laughs> in the entirety of, of federation force i kept joking with my brother as we played the game together like could you imagine if samus turns out to be the final villain and then when we get to that final mission when we see samus i'm like it was a joke nintendo no <laughs> and then i was like at the same time in the back of my mind i was like yes this could be fun uh <laughs> and and stuff like that like maybe fighting you know giant samus thing uh, mind control whatever it could be fun it could be a joke i i have so many joke videos about the federation force crew just you know samus is chilling in her couch and the federation force crew just uh break in and tell her no we're the new phase of Metroid, and whatever but it's the fact that it's just her and the morph ball and you gotta shoot it into one place it's not you're not fighting samus you're fighting blast ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, uh,
2: but so, if... so Samus is, your, is, your, is the worst villain in Metroid. Then, but also the it's hero. Samus. It's Samus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but if it's not, if it's not that, it's definitely Dark Samus because she dropped the ball in Metroid Prime Three but just sitting in phase and not like killing Samus when she had the chance. I mean,
2: she did kill like three of her friends, and
1: she killed three of her friends, but she did not kill the one who always foils their plans. <laughs> Like, Metro Prime 2 happened. Dark Samus got her butt kicked, like, three times in that game. And then she shows up and does all this stuff. She corrupts Samus. She flies away. Samus kills the Leviathans. And she's still like, oh, it's fine. Samus destroys the the other hunters. So it's fine. Samus leads a full-fledged invasion on the private homeworld. Dark Samus is like, oh, it's fine.
2: Well, my counter-argument to that would be that she was focused purely on phase and making sure that that continued, because obviously and that's that the was main that was
1: doing nothing! Of. They well, were not story. sending any new Leviathans. She was just chilling there. <laughs> Probably eating she was just having her nails
3: done. Too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was just having her nails done. Omega Ridley's... <laughs> I can just imagine Omega Ridley's like, Ah, crap, Samus is on the Leviathan Se- Seed. Dark Samus, come help us. And she's like on the phone... Uh Uh-huh, I'm going to just watch Netflix now. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, they hyped up the game for Dark Samus to be the main villain on that. And we only see her on that little segment in the opening, then on Norion, and then you don't really see her until the end in phase. So it feels like a little bit anticlimactic for me compared to, like, in Prime 2 where you had to fight her. Every other time, and it created the sense of tension where you didn't know when or where Dark Samus will pop up next. Like when you fight her in the elevator in, in Echoes, and you walk into that room and you see all these Dark Troopers, you know, being blown away easily by Dark Samus. You go like, "Oh no, I gotta fight her again!" Ah, oh, jeez, oh no. <laughs> Meanwhile, when in Prime Three, you finally get all the way to Phase, you're like, "Okay, let's 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 let's, let's get this over with." Okay. You're here because we needed the quota. You met your quota. Fine. (laughs) We killed Ridley twice, but not you.
0: Well, speaking well, speaking of villains, yeah. uh, What do you think about the concept of bringing Ridley back and how that could be achieved?
1: Bird magic. (laughs) bird magic (laughs) they bring him back his bird magic (laughs) (laughs) i mean it really depends if it's i they they can really just make like a robo ritley or it's just ritley back again and i honestly would not complain i would turn a blind eye and say yep it's it's tradition at this point it's like in final fantasy having a character named sit you just expect it to happen
3: um, I mean,
0: I've watched enough Pretty Little Liars to know that someone can die multiple times and they yeah. can still come back and be yeah, like, hey, guys, I was never dead. That's if anything.
3: every soap opera ever.
1: pretty much. <laughs> but if you think about it, Ridley's the perfect like uh, role model or hero or example, I should say, because he gets when he when you get down, you got to get back up again it really keeps getting down and he keeps getting back again and samus is like why won't you die <laughs> um it, but in seriousness if it's like if prime four takes place after federation force i can still see some like uh you know half robotic half organic ridley sort of showing up of sorts um, and, and that could maybe tie it more to Proteus Ridley in Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining um, like
0: General Grievous version of Ridley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where he's wheezing and coughing. Yes! <laughs> just, Ridley <laughs> no, just imagine That's a new character for you, yeah. <laughs> he comes in with a cane, coughing. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, right, Adam Samus, pops in. Let's get this a- over with. Adam pops in. Hello there. <laughs> General Malkovich. <laughs> Uh, if it's, if it's like Metric 5, it's like with the Chosen Memories and it takes place after Fusion, that's, that's going to be the real pickle. And I would say, why not take the Frieza from Dragon Ball route where you have Frieza and then you have Metal Frieza, but then his brother Cooler shows up for revenge. So it's Ridley's brother, Scott.
3: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That way the That's such a see. good we have
1: name though, it's
2: well. we have Scott. <laughs> Ridley Scott, I get it. Yeah.
3: They of to that in the Samus and Joey manga, because the villain of the fourth volume, I guess, is called Greed, and he's of the same species as Ridley. Ridley? And he personally <laughs> holds Samus responsible for the death of his race, which I guess Ridley was the only other
2: one. And, and do you know what? You've just announced that now. I never knew that. I've I've never seen the manga, so I've never read it. Oh, I
1: highly recommend it. It's actually really good.
0: It I didn't even know it good. existed, so now Spoilers. I'm gonna have to look this
3: up. It's on Metroid Database.
1: <laughs> it's on <a> Metroid Database. <laughs> it's it's a really fun read. Um, it's a really nice take. And they really put Samus to be, like, this ultimate badass while still having some goofy comical moments. Because mm. yeah. there's this little moment where Samus is like, Yay, you freed us! And then Samus turns into her mobile and starts rolling around in happiness. <laughs> I was like, um, But yeah, if not, I just thought, like, considering Metroid and how goofy the Space Pirates is, you guys play Paper Mario, right? Oh, yes. yeah. You, you remember the first boss fight against the, the Koopa Troopas?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. They
1: had like a, a paper craft Bowser costume. I remember. What if it's just four space pirates who make this giant paper craft Ridley and they go inside it? I a- love a- a- that boss <laughs> oh fight my in Paper Mario. It's like, ah, it's me, Ridley. It's like, it's you're just a paper craft. And I was like, no, it's me, Ridley. No, it's I really
3: swear.
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Or, or just, you know, we had a Ridley clone. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> so what about the rest of the team?
2: What what do you think we should... Uh, you know, do you think we should be bringing Ridley back in Metroid 5?
0: Maybe Fantoon used oh, yes. his massive brain to bring Ridley back <laughs> to life.
1: Fantoon uses his ghost powers and the power of the fire eyeballs of Doom to bring his <laughs> boss back because he felt really lonely. Uh, But no, I think, like, Croquemire as a boss in super metroid is so unique because you just don't kill it by missile you it's sort of a tug of war that i thought i i think it might be like fun to revisit that idea they were going to do it for prime three because uh, the concept show like a meta
3: crockle but that, that never actually happened. that one was just drawn for fun oh really yeah oh, well, we talked to days. the artist who drew that he just drew it for oh. fun oh how so dare, dare you how dare you have
1: fun no no fun allowed until somebody makes meta meta fan too and i'm getting my characters mixed i'm having an identity crisis
2: um i'm currently writing a feature for the website it's not currently published at the time of recording um and it does actually it part of that actually gives my concepts of uh bringing back ridley in metroid 5 um and i, I don't want to reveal that just now because obviously it's it's coming um but Ooh, in my secrets. opinion if there's nothing there that like i don't think we should be bringing back ridley in his current form i think they need to reinvent him or not include him because I, I feel like that that's potentially it for ridley i think we've seen too much yeah. of him and i think when they brought him back in samush returns i just think that it was just a little bit too much because there wasn't many games without you know with no ridley in and the fact that you're introducing ridley to a game and a story that didn't originally have him it just feels a bit overkill i don't think ridley needs to be in every single game so um yeah i hope we see some new threats in the future
1: yeah, I I I agree and I feel that Prime 3 took a nice route by making Ridley feel more like a secondary villain because it was uh it was really dark Samus who was in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh if I I don't really have a problem with Ridley coming back because at this point it's like I guess series tradition sort of like Ganondorf with the Triforce and Zelda. Um but if they bring him back in another form can it be Kroko Ridley? Crocker Ridley. Uh, Ridley Meyer? May, may, maybe he like, has
2: to rebuild himself using the parts of his comrade, so like maybe Craig Ridley and
3: Crocker Ridley. He and, does revive yeah. himself by eating the flesh of uh, dead things.
1: Oh, can you imagine? And then, and,
3: oh, and wait, and then he, he comes so over
1: dark. and Sam is like, how are you back? Bird magic! Ha ha, fool! <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was by your own hubris. I do have an idea for how Ridley could come back in Metroid 5. Um, and... What what I'd like to see is maybe Samus uh, finds him in some facility, while well, sh- some Federation facility. He shows up. Uh, she's a bit shocked, but unlike another M, she recovers faster because I think she would have put herself through some uh, therapy or conditioning so that mental that gymnastics, sort of, so that wouldn't happen again. Um, so she's a bit surprised but she ultimately recovers quickly and then he says hello Samus or in a better voice than that but he speaks for the first time Uh, he can't actually speak uh, for anyone who doesn't know he speaks in the comics Um, manga yeah the comics and the manga (laughs) so he speaks and he explains that he is the original Ridley Having been evacuated from Zebes in Super Metroid, after Samus fought him, he was evacuated by the pirates before the planet exploded and he recovered in secret. Somehow the Federation got a hold of him, captured him, and they weaponized him to be used as a psychological weapon against Samus. So it could be this, you know, she, theoretically she'd be on the run uh, during this game the federation would be the corrupt parts of the federation would be deploying whatever they could against her. Um, So during the battle, he might taunt her a bit and, uh, you know, bring up her parents and all the, the baby and all of her friends who've died over the years to torture her. Um, And at the end of the battle, she dismembers Ridley Dissolves his body in lava or acid, and then destroys the facility, and it's this powerful moment where she's finally eradicated him for good.
1: Only for Fantoon and bring him back later. <laughs> Don't jinx it, man. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> Fantoon you is- You stop uh, me, I got from... the power to ghosts. <laughs> Fantoon
2: from beyond the grave, maybe. And, yeah. uh, well, he's so a wait, phantom, you... so he, he lives in the afterlife, so-
1: Yeah. So you're insinuating other is canon, then? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um a topic for another podcast i think um
3: yes that we need a whole other a whole podcast just for that i mean
1: yeah uh because because i i also have my own theories but i won't i won't share them here because i don't want the podcast to go for one forever <laughs> or do i mm, yeah.
2: <laughs> amanda did you want to give your theory quickly or did you want to
0: just well leave it i can't I can't beat Roy's theory, because that uh. was, like, too well thought out and amazing. I was just thinking, go with I the Meta or something. I,
1: I, 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 I honestly prefer my theory when it's just, like, a bunch of space pirates dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: they do, like, a... Uh, um, Like the king k rule or banjo kazooie trailers for smash where it's the silhouette and then yeah exactly that's that's that's
1: that's what i was going for or if anything (laughs) i i also always had the idea that you really never fought ridley but you fought like some doppelganger he made and he's just been chilling in his spaceship just like controlling it with like a gamecube controller He's <laughs> like, oh, you his, killed It's cane. just, it's, yeah. it's it's just fakes. I am the real Ridley, and it turns out to be it's just Little Birdie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he shows up with <laughs> the controller in his mouth.
3: <laughs> I feel like after Other M, if Samus encounters Little Birdie again, she'll just Shoot blast a spot. super missile at it. Shoot it on the spot. Yeah.
1: Uh, if if I can piggyback on your idea of the Ridley, one thing I wanted to say is, uh, wouldn't that be basically almost what they did with Other M when they try to weaponize Ridley again?
2: <laughs> well, no,
1: they
3: accidentally cloned Ridley. They thought he was. Oh a pet, yeah, that's right. It was
1: an accident. He just grew up into Wink. Ridley. So it was an it was accident. Kind of an a- Wink. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, I can't imagine the the sales pitch of that. And and I don't and I don't mean to be in a comedic way to to ruin your your idea or anything. I'm sorry, but I can just imagine the sales pitch of the Federation going, oh, "All right, fellas, cloning mother brain went terribly wrong. What else shall we make? Ridley, fantastic, hire him."
2: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: He's like, well, "Sir, what happens if we if something goes wrong? We have the Federation Force." <laughs> If anything, I'm sad that Emerald uh, Dane did not show up in Federation Force.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us as a guest. Where can we find you on social media, your website, your YouTube, and all that?
1: Well, uh, you can find me in, in YouTube, The Orpheon, Um, I guess YouTube.com slash C slash The Orpheon, or just YouTube Orpheon in Orpheon. I should pop out there uh if you want to follow me on social media i have a twitter account at the underscore orpheon uh you'll know it's me because it's got a sam Oma, uh icon probably (laughs) depending on when this time comes up it might be a silly elm samus but i'll definitely have a chibi of sorts and i also have i now have i opened it to the point that i don't remember my name and i'm currently opening my phone to see what was my handlebar on instagram (laughs) i am so prepared uh or you if if you prefer instagram you can follow me at orpheon's just Orpheon with an S at the end because he, the other names were taken. <laughs> um, and that's it. Feel free to send me a tweet or message or whatever. I'm, I'll try to reply to you as soon as I can. And I l- hope that if you are a first time watcher or returning character or a re- returning character, a returning character like me, Fantoon. No, but if you're a first-time comer or returning watcher, I hope you, as always, enjoy the videos and let me know what your thoughts are. Excellent.
2: And also, we we did a... a Community spotlight with you uh, a yeah. fair while ago now, um, but there's more information about uh, the Orpheon there as well. Uh, a little bit of background into his uh, into his channel and our thoughts on that, including some videos. And uh, we'll have to upla- update those links as well with your uh, Instagram on that as well. Yeah,
1: I'll, I can also send you some of the newer videos if you want. Excellent. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you very much for joining us. No, really thank you guys that. for
1: having me. It's been an honor.
0: Well, everyone, thank you so very much for listening. This is the Shine Sparkers podcast. You can visit our website at shinesparkers.net. And we'll see you next mission. See you guys.
2: See you next mission. See you next mission.
1: Now, will ghosts fade away now? Ooh.
2: Amanda, next question maybe we'll try and keep these a bit Hi. more concise because i'm just looking at the sure. time on that oh, i sure, sure. i don't want to just like sort of stop you from talking as well but it's cuz no, it's, it's really fascinating it's, um, yeah I
1: please love hearing please about please, it. please do yeah. stop me because if not i can go forever <laughs> <laughs> spoilers spoiler alert samus and federation force <laughs>
3: <laughs> that I boss mean, battle me off you know i mean we i was did. language
1: I was... <laughs>
2: This podcast was edited by Stefan Wells, with music by Moserati. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider checking out our social media pages on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For the latest Metroid news, community features, and exclusive content, check out the website
0: at shinesparkers.net. See you next mission.